So, uh, his question is, what's the difference between Atma and Paramatma? And in our body, do we have two entities? We must, if, we must have the courage to really examine the truths we state and we hear. And the person who's on the lowest rung of the spiritual ladder is somebody <clears throat> who's idolized his guru, not based on guru's teachings, but on a, based on a feeling or what he or she heard from somebody else. That person is beyond help. Sometimes I, I get people, they have taken on somebody as their guru. It's a guru they've never met. The guru never wrote anything. The guru never said anything. There is no wisdom flowing from the guru. And the guru is actually a very ordinary person, but they are unable to see it. The Guru hasn't demonstrated or, or shown any intellect, any wisdom, even any compassion. <clears throat> and yet, they've taken that person as that, their Guru and they've idolized that person. And then they, they ask me, uh, can I take you as my Guru? I know I won't be able to help. Because beyond these, if you... If you if you could connect with somebody like that, and if you think somebody like that could be your guru, then you've really got to work on yourself. If you're happy, you're happy. But if you really want to grow, that will not help you grow. Putting a guru's picture at your altar, or offering it, offering it a bit of incense every day, that might give you solace. That might help you build mindfulness. But if you want to be your guru, you've got to do what the guru did. And hopefully some of the things he didn't do. You've got to do those, you know. <laughs> so I would say that to, to applied spirituality, if I may use that term, it's very key. There may be 20 paramatmas, or 200, or 10 who cares? I think what matters is you must have the courage to validate, to question, and then to accept something. I could state my truth, but that's just my truth. That's my understanding of the truth. In your love and devotion, you say, no, I must know the supreme truth. Maybe what I'm stating is the supreme truth. <clears throat> But what doesn't change is that it is my understanding of that truth. And we must get past that. Otherwise, there is no hope. Otherwise, you will remain entangled in, in some kind of a belief system from one shift to another. That's not going to set you free. If wisdom is what you crave for, if it's just devotion, then you can direct your devotion anywhere. anywhere. Then it doesn't matter. <clears throat> because how much you can draw from your, uh, from your entity or object or recipient of devotion 
how much you can draw from that entity or person is almost entirely dependent on you. And the most beautiful thing is about devotion. You become whomsoever you devote yourself to. That's why, that's why there is some merit in, in praying, in taking on somebody as your guru. Maybe you don't care about wisdom. Gopi said, Hey Udav, we don't have When Udav went, he was very knowledgeable. He went to Gokula to, to talk about uh, how the gopis ought to pray a certain way, meditate and do their nitya karma to gain liberation. Now imagine, he walked into a group of women thinking he would convince them of his ideology. <laughs> I don't know what all he studied all those years. But the gopis said to Udhav, Udhav, now be quiet, all right? We don't want to hear all these things. We have no interest whatsoever. We want to know, we want to hear the glories, the pastimes of our Krishna. He's so detached, he just walks away. Does he ever talk about us? Udhav didn't tell them the truth, but Udhav was dumped. That he realized that this was a different way to divinity. And therefore, devotion is, the, is just as powerful as meditation. But be careful what or who or whom you are devoted to. Because eventually, if your devotion is true, if your devotion is sustained and genuine, you will become the object of devotion. That's what makes it so glorious. You will start to feel, think, talk and understand like the person you devote yourself to. And those people who devote themselves to gurus, for example, who promise shortcuts, or gurus who, in the guise of simplicity, um, are very ostentatious. Or gurus who always say that uh, you are just nowhere, and that guru was just born this way, and that guru is very special, that guru never had any advice from anybody, that guru doesn't need to listen to anybody, that guru is uh, the supreme soul. <coughs> you will become like him or her, that's the problem. If the guru is arrogant, the disciples are going to be even more arrogant. It happens all the time. We have, this world is full of these quasi-intellectuals who would listen to a guru who's just, I don't know from where he's talking what, just pseudoscience which has no sirpair, no heads from tails, nothing. And then they would walk out in the society believing, oh, we also know the truth and this is what the truth is. Nobody can help such a person. So examine and most importantly, have the courage to handle the truth. It's hot sometimes. But it's worthwhile. Eventually, it will leave you warm. So there is only one Supreme Soul. 
And the moment I say one, we have started counting, which is not exactly how it's supposed to. It's just there. Is there one air or two or three? It's just there. It's just always been and will be. That's my answer. 